We are live. We are live. We are live right now. The gambling Shack. On the Gambling Shack, baby. There we go. I just retweeted it. Um, yeah. Here we are. First week. It's um, a lot. Man, it was funny when you reached out to me because I was wanting someone to do to do a gambling podcast with to bounce yeah. off of because uh, it's it's hard doing a podcast by yourself. It is. It, it is. Because, yeah, because you have to entertain yourself. Like you're in the studio by yourself, you have to entertain. You have to keep that same energy. That's the young folks say, like, keep that same energy and just keep going with the flow of the show. So it is pretty tough though. Yeah. So it so that's hard. So when you said, "Have you ever thought about you know this?" I was like, "Absolutely, I've thought about it." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then and, and like for me reaching out to you, I was like, man, Gabe, Gabe's on his picks. He went five and zero one week. Okay, he he went above five hundred the last week. I'm like, he got some stuff. He got some good. He got some good knowledge. If the Bills could score one freaking touchdown, what the the Bears? I was just wrong on. Yeah. But if the Bills could score one freaking touchdown, that's, <laughs> and then they miss two field goals as well. They make one yeah. of those. I freaking cover. <laughs> Gosh. Hey, them, them bills are tricky. I had the bills and Rams uh that week when uh the pass interference, the controversial pass. I had the Rams. Happened. I had I the Rams. I had the Rams on my pick. I did that for another podcast. I said, yo, this is my beat of the week. I love the Rams. I love Jared Goff. I love this offense. They were down like what 23 to 3 or something like that. They were down. 28 to three. It 28 was, to three. Yeah. 28 to three. And and a lot of people was joking. Oh, that's your beat, huh? That's your beat of the week. And then when the Rams start to come back, I was like, wait a minute. Okay. Okay. Wait. I got something now. And then eventually they took the lead. But then everybody know the the, the controversial pass. That, that that was the wrong call. Absolutely. <laughs> In the fourth quarter with under a minute left, you make that call. Oh my god! So, uh, thank you, audience, for checking in. So, the gambling shack is what it is. It's the gambling shack. The niche of this show is to focus on sports gambling. We're going to talk about the previews of the NFL. We're going to play a little game called Over and Under, where me and Gabe decide on three games that's going to go over and under. Then we transition to CFB headlines. College football has been a mess. We know that. It's been a mess. Uh, so we're going to talk about college football. Also, we're going to dip into some picks in college football. So the Gambling Shag is, is a fun show. It's going to be a fun, energetic show. So I'm glad to do it with none other than my guy, Gabe Myers. I, I couldn't do it with any other guy. Yeah. I, 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 I couldn't do it with anybody else. So somebody who understands what sports gambling is and, and the the altitude of it. I got a lot of game. I will shout him out, Jerry Bow, because Jerry Bow, he be money, man. So he gave me the game for this sports gambling. So I was like, man, I, I got to get into it. So I only been doing this for like a couple of years, but just knowing the trials and the tribulations that I encountered uh, with the gambling, it, it's kind of dope. Yeah, no. I So I've been doing it for three years now. I actually started during a bowl season in college football. That's mm -hmm. what got me started into it during college, <laughs> during the college football bowl season. Cause it was, I remember the game. Yeah. It was Washington and Penn state in the Fiesta bowl. This was Saquon's mm -hmm. last year at Penn state. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, it was like a three and a half point spread. And I'm just like, man, Penn state's such a better team. <laughs> yeah. They're, <laughs> they're, they're such a better team. <laughs> Yeah, so they ended up covering, and then that it's had me hooked ever since. I'll tell you though, and you know this, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Worst thing you can be as a fan. Yeah. Worst thing you can be as a fan because in college football, I can't tell you how many times the Texas Longhorns have burned me. Yeah. The Texas Longhorns continue. 
to burn me. And when we were at college picks, I almost went with UT with the upset. But I was like, I'm not. Nope, I refuse. <laughs> you got to take your heart out of the game. I, I, I refuse. Because I watch Texas as what they should be, not what mm. they are. I, my rules, my rules of gambling. I don't go against my home team. I don't. I don't go against the Texans. And if I, I did, did they the Texans last week. <laughs> <laughs> if I go against the Texans, like I would probably been, of course, with their record is reversed, six and one, because they only covered one game, which is against the Jacksonville Jaguars, and they've been faded six times. So yeah. um, I, I can't go with the the Texans. But speaking of headlines, since we're on the the verge of talking NFL headlines. Um, the Lions last minute drive to cover against the poor Atlanta Falcons. I, I don't know what's wrong with the team. They they can't focus on the lead or they can't play better in second half. I don't I don't know. I don't know about this team. I, mean, I think the Falcons are just not a very good football team. I mean, yeah. you lose to you lose to the Lions, you lose to I mean their only win was against the uh, they had a dominant win over the Vikings. The Falcons have probably lost me more money than any other NFL team because I continue to think, like, man, with Julio and with Matt Ryan and Calvin Ridley, like, they should be good. And, like, their defense is not completely devoid of talent. But I can't trust the Atlanta Falcons. I cannot trust the Atlanta Falcons. And uh, I actually have money against them tonight. Um, but I'm mad at myself. Yeah, Christian McCaffrey is out. What? Christian McCaffrey is out. Well, I bet them minus two and a half, but now it's down to one and a half. Oh. I didn't think McCaffrey was going to play anyway, anyway so yeah. I didn't take it into consideration. Of but, course. But the lines did. So I, I saw it yesterday, and I was like, oh, yeah, I love I love Carolina here, minus two and a half. And so now it's down to one and a half. I still think they cover, obviously, if I put money on it. But yeah. I'm mad at myself <laughs> for not getting that extra point. Well, Gabe, look like we opposite for Thursday night football. I have went Atlanta three and a half. I caught it at three and a half. Okay, yeah. Oh, well, no, plus three, excuse me, plus three on Bovada. So plus, plus three. Hey, that's not bad. If, if it was Carolina minus three, I wouldn't I probably wouldn't have taken it. Yeah. I could see Carolina winning like 27, 24, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. so, I mean, and that would cover mine. I'd give you a push on yours. Yeah, they give me a push on mine. So I mean, uh, hey. You, you know, I just think I just think Carolina's I, I I don't trust Atlanta to win games. No, <laughs> not anymore. I think uh, their record is reversed too. I mean, no, it's one and six. If you if you betted on Atlanta Falcons this season as well, so they uh, covered, no, they they're twenty five. They're twenty five. So yeah, they covered against Dallas. Dallas has yet to cover a spread this year. Yeah, they're only and I've bet against Dallas. I I bet on Dallas one week. It was the week they played Seattle, but I also mm-hmm. bet the over heavy in that game, so I ended up doing okay. He cashed out. Yeah, but I like Dallas is just the most overrated team in the league. That's and now with now that Ben DiNucci is going to start for them at quarterback this week, we don't know what the hell they're mm-hmm. going to do. But yeah, so we had the 49ers, mm-hmm. the 49ers in Foxborough. The Patriots are a bad team, man. This is yeah. not. This ain't Brady ain't walking through that door. Mm-hmm. Do you think Cam Newton is still sick? No, I think it's a combination of teams are figuring out the offense. They're running mm-hmm. this, this weird offense to start the year that was hard to defend. Combination of that plus missing a week of practice mm-hmm. plus their weapons aren't that good. Yeah. So I think maybe the COVID started to decline a little earlier, yeah. but I think the decline was coming regardless. I think the COVID probably just accelerated the inevitable. 
yeah. I don't think Cam Newton. I don't think the Patriots were ever a playoff team. I thought they were, but like a nine and seven or ten and six. I didn't think there will be two and five right now. Or two, what they two and four because they two won four, two and five. They've won yeah. two games. They won two games, but like I mean, Cam has played awful for the last two weeks. Uh, then he's like he started the season high. I mean, he could have beat Seattle thanks to a game winning uh tackle for the Seattle Seahawks, but. Yeah. I mean, I just think like he doesn't fit in the Belichick. I hate using the word system, but he doesn't fit in that system because it's just he's not. I don't think he's a hundred percent. I don't think he's just not that good of a passer. Yeah. And find yeah. that with it's not like they have receivers. I mean, it's not like they got people to throw the ball to. Mm-hmm. So you combine not a good passer with don't have receivers. This is the offense you're getting, which is one of the worst in the league. Then the thrilling game on Sunday night, Cardinals over to Seahawks. Man, when is Seattle – when's the last time Seattle just played a normal football game? Like, when's the last time Seattle just had to take a knee in the fourth quarter and that was it? Like, when's the last time that happened with the Seahawks? I don't know, because Russell Wilson, like, you speak of that, but, like, I didn't expect – when we talked about the Seahawks and Cowboys game back in that week, I didn't expect – I had a Seattle live bet minus six and a half. Right, so I'm like, uh, I'm, you're like I'm like, oh my god, okay, please don't go down, just kick a field goal in 34 31. Then I'm mad, you know. So yeah. when I seen him throw that touchdown to DK Metcalf, I'm like, wait a minute, they don't do normal stuff, Gabe. That's the point, they don't do normal stuff. Seattle Seahawks will do what Seattle wants to do, Russell Wilson will create, create, create. And uh, in this game, I just think he. That live pass in the end zone that was intercepted by Buda Baker, that was like Russ. That's not a that's not your pass, dog. That's that was you. the worst game I've seen Russ play. Yeah, three interceptions. That yeah. was I mean, the last one I think it was a miscommunication with him and the receiver. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it just was not a good game from Russ. And credit to the Cardinals. They're somehow five and two with Cliff Kingsbury as head coach. I'm not sure exactly how. DeAndre Hopkins, that's how that the leader receiver of the NFL. Yeah, but I mean, you can have leading receivers and not be good. I I just can't believe the Cardinals are five and two. I was so anti Cliff Kingsbury when he came into the league, so I, yeah. I'm like refusing to believe in them despite their record. Yeah, he's growing, he's maturing, you know. So I I just I knew this team would gel, but I didn't think they'll gel like this. Yeah, I didn't think they'd do it. But uh, yeah. and our last point uh for the NFL features on our headlines of the gambling check. Uh, Chiefs, Browns, Bucks, Packers, all favored, and they all covered. Man, watch out. Tampa Bay is the best team in the league. I'm telling you, if I made a power ranking and if I put like spreads for each team in the league, I'd spend some time and do this. But <laughs> Tampa Bay would be my number one team in the league, slightly over Kansas City. Mm. I think I would, on a neutral site, which it pretty much is a neutral site this year with no fans, yeah, yeah, limited yeah. fans, whatever. Um, Tampa, I would favor Tampa Bay over everybody. Maybe it'd be a pick them with them and KC, but I think I think those are the two best teams in the league. For me, as far as a covering perspective, I'd probably go Chiefs, and I would probably go, I mean, the leading team, I hate to say it, Gabe, probably the Chargers because they're just a sneaky team. Yeah. Yes. Hey, you, you sent me that stat the other day. They're 5-1 mm-hmm. and one against the spread, and I'm like, yeah. But yeah. I've, been, I've been on the Chargers twice this year, and both times they covered, so it's a – I mean, because no one – because their record says they're bad, but they lose all close games. 
So if you get them at like minus five and a half, yeah, they're probably going to go and cover that. Yeah, or and if you're on the underdog or side, plus of the five game, and a half. Yeah, plus five and a half. I got you. Yeah. So like, it's just a, it's just a telling time to show you that hey, Justin Herbert is, uh, he's he's looking good. Well, Herbert's the real deal. Yeah. I mean, it's a. Uh, not sure how good of a coach Anthony Lynn is. I mean, they lost Derwin James preseason. They don't have Melvin Ingram now, but their defense is still capable. And even though they got they got Keenan Allen and Hunter Henry and Mike Williams, he's throwing to like Parham and Virgil <laughs> Green, like these no name guys. He's throwing like fifty yard touchdowns to, and it's like, all right, Herbert's just the real deal. But it's not. It's like not how you'd expect it. It's weird. Chargers are weird, but they're covering the spread. Yeah, and I mean, so if you want to make some money. Go bet on them charges. Yeah, now, on chargers. Let's see. Where are the are the chargers on a bye this week? No, they're playing, no, they're playing this week. Um don't they play uh let me see, let me see. I'm looking for it right now, too. <laughs> they play, I just seen the team. Who do they play? I can't I, find the Chargers. Oh, they play the Broncos. They are favored minus three versus the Denver Broncos in Denver, in the cold. I say I would stay away from that. Yeah, well, that's a, it's not in my picks. Denver is yeah. a tricky team. Mm-hmm. Denver's yeah, they, tricky. Yeah, they, they look good one week, then the next week they just ugh, they just look god awful on the football field. Um, I'm really not sold on their quarterback. I'm sorry. On Drew Locke, ne- I, neither am I. I'm, I wasn't a huge fan of him out of college, and then there was yeah. a lot of hype of him coming into this season, but I only watched two of his games last year. Mm-hmm. I watched him against Houston where he mm-hmm. looked like John Elway. And I watched him against Kansas City where he looked like Brock Osweiler. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, saw his, I saw his two his best game and his worst game, so I had no clue what to make of him. Yeah, me either. Me either. So I mean I, this year I'm just not I'm just not impressed. He doesn't have his best target out there. We're not I mean, not to discredit the man, but he doesn't have Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton, I think, is on IR. So like he hasn't had him all pretty much all season. But you still so. got you got Jerry Judy, you got yeah. two good running backs, you got fan uh Tim Patrick's receiver who stepped up quite a bit this year. They got KJ Hamler they drafted in the second round. I mean, there's he, Sutton's good, but they still have other talent on the team. Yeah, but is. it's time. It's, it's, it's time it's, to make my first pick in the history of the Gambling Shack podcast. Let go. Lock it in. Guar- this is my lock of the week, guaranteed winner. The Cleveland Browns minus two and a half against Las Vegas. Now, I know they lost OBJ, and I think later in the year that's going to be a bigger loss. They're losing that big play threat. The Raiders can't defend the running game, though. Mm-hmm. And what do the Browns want to do? Run the football. Exactly. The Raiders cannot defend the running I just don't think the Raiders have talent on defense. I said this last week on my other podcast, the Moneyline podcast, and I picked against the Raiders. I picked Tampa Bay last week. I was like, this defense has no talent, and I don't think their record – I thought the Chiefs game was an aberration, and I don't think they're as good as their record. I think it's going to start playing out that way the next three or four weeks. Two and a half, the Browns are going to run the ball right down their throat. And while the Browns are not great defensively, Miles Garrett is really, really good. Denzel Ward is really, really good. They do have playmakers on that side of the ball. And I just don't see how the Raiders are going to get the Browns off the field. And Baker is going to have time to throw, meaning he's probably going to play pretty well. I love the Browns here at home, minus two and a half. Going to be a little chilly in Cleveland against mm-hmm. the warm weather dome, Las Vegas Raiders. All right, Bobby Beats, Beats, pick and lock of the week. Tennessee minus six versus Cincinnati Bengals. Although I did this one because I know Tennessee is steaming. 
you just lost a tough game against Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Steve Goskowski, you got to make the field goal. You have to make the field goal. But I think Derrick Henry is going to run all over that horrible Cincinnati run defense. No Carlos Dunlap. He is in Seattle. He yeah, he's gone. <laughs> he's gone. So nobody to clog up the middle for big old Derrick Henry. Fast Derrick Henry, by the way. Uh, Tannehill is playing incredible this season. A.J. Brown, year up. He's going a year up again in his stats, in his stocks, and his stats, by the way. If you want to get him on finished football as well. Um, this team is incredible. The defense is good. They're solid enough. They can create pressure on Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is having a good rookie season. I'm not discrediting him, but I think he's going to throw some picks in this game. Expect a 24 to 16 type of score in this matchup because I, I think Tennessee is, is a good team, man. They're a great team, great running team. They could throw the ball downfield if they need to. Comeback player of the year, Ronnie Tannehill. I think he's going to dominate Cincinnati Bengals, the 1 5 and 1. Cincinnati. One, five, and one. Hey, you got the hey in the NFC East. That's a game out of first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that that division is horrible. Goodness gracious! Uh, we're not even going to give them the credit. <laughs> All right, I, I'm with it. I, I'm with it. I like Tennessee there. Uh, my second pick of the week. We disagree on this one. Indianapolis minus three at Detroit. Let me give you why. Colts are coming off a bye. All right, they're coming off All a right. bye week, and they're well coached, which means they're going to be a little bit better off a bye. Don't think Phillip Rivers is going to throw five interceptions this week. Also, Colts' offensive line is really, really good. Lions' defensive line is not, meaning Rivers is going to have time to throw. When does he make mistakes? When he's pressured, when he's just throwing the ball up there. I don't think it's going to happen a lot this week. Also think that the Colts of Jonathan Taylor will be able to run the ball. And Lions have won two in a row. Awesome. They beat Jacksonville, and it took a boneheaded play by Atlanta for him to win last week. Colts minus three at Detroit. Love it this week. I think the Colts are actually a pretty solid team. Not contenders, but I think they're solid. Like the Colts minus three here against Detroit, who I think is a little overrated after their last two wins. So like Gabe said, we're total opposites of this pick. The second one for me is Detroit plus three versus the Indianapolis Colts. Look here, man. My, my reasoning, I love DeAndre Swift, what he has provided to that run game. He's added a, a different balance for Matthew Stafford. He doesn't have to sling the ball all over the field like Matthew Stafford does all the time. I think that he can hand the ball off to DeAndre Swift against, I mean, Indianapolis is a, is a good defense. They're a great defense. But when they played Cleveland, uh, there was some boneheaded mistakes they made on their end. But I love the Detroit Lions at home, two-win streak. The NFC North is I mean, it's only them in the Packers right now. But um, hey, Chicago's yeah, Chicago five and two. Oh, it's a good division. Take Minnesota out. It's a good division. Uh, I like I like Detroit at home. I think they cover. Do I think they outright win? Yes, I do. That's why. Oh, I you're, you're calling a little upset here. I'm I calling a little upset here. I I think, like you said, Philip has when he has pressure in his face, he makes those mistakes. But I don't know, man. I just think Philip Rivers. It's going to be Phillip Rivers. He's going to have one good game, and then he's going to have a bad game, I think. At Detroit, which is, I mean, it's an easy place to win at times, but lately it hasn't been easy to win there in that dome. So I like Detroit plus three in this matchup. Man, I just – I don't buy into Detroit. And I actually like Matthew Stafford. I wish he was in a different organization. And I, yeah. on the offense, I do like DeAndre Swift. I have Kenny Galladay on my fantasy team. I like him a lot. I think the tight end Hawkinson is better than most people think. 
I don't think this defense is any good. And also, I look at the coaching matchup. I think Frank Reich is one of the most underrated coaches in the NFL. And I think Matt Patricia is pretty bad. Like, I, I, I don't like Matt Patricia as a coach at all. So, I think I, I'm with – like I said, I'm with Indy here. I just don't – um I, I don't trust the Detroit Lions. I think they're a little overrated. They've won two in a row. A little overrated following the last two wins, especially last week winning in that way. Um, I think the spread would be a lot bigger if the Lions, you know, didn't push Todd Gurley into the end zone and just let Atlanta kick the field goal. I think the spread would be like four and a half or five off two straight wins. It's down to three. I'm going to take the value here with the Colts winning by more than a field goal. Last pick of the week for me, love, love the LA Rams minus three and a half at Miami. Now I'll preface it. Tua was my favorite quarterback in this last draft. I think he's going to have an awesome career if he can stay healthy. This is a bad defense to get your first start against. The Rams are very – they're very well coached, number one. Mm-hmm. Um, they're very well coached. They do a lot of different things defensively, which for a young quarterback making his first start, that's not going to be ideal facing uh, facing a defense that's going to give you multiple looks, do different things to you. Also, the Miami offense is just not that talented. I mean, on the, the start on the offensive line, the Julian Davenport's your starting left tackle. You remember him from when he was at the Texans. He almost had the Sean killed back there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, going against Aaron Donald, Michael Brockers, Leonard Floyd, Samson Abukum. That's not great. Also, mm-hmm. in their receiving core, who's the guy getting open consistently in their receiving core? Who's who's your go-to receiver if you're Tua? Who who you going to when you're in trouble? I don't think Miami has that guy. And Miles Gaston's number one running back. He's not a number one running back in the NFL. I think Tua's going to be overwhelmed here in this first game. Love the Rams minus three and a half against. I'd love it more at three. Probably be my lock of the week if it was at three, but three and a half, I still really like the Rams here. Good pick, good pick. Uh, Rams, incredible victory against the Nick Foles and the Chicago Bears. I like yeah, that. that was I was on the wrong side of that one. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. A lot of people were on Chicago. Many people picked the money line and they seen that I wasn't stick. bold enough to go money line, but my thinking was Chicago's defense, and Chicago's defense did play well. I was like, they'll keep this within a touchdown. It was a six point spread. Like, okay, mm-hmm. I'll take I'll, I'll I'll take six points with Chicago. But Foles couldn't get the ball past the 50. Like, <laughs> like he couldn't string together multiple first downs. So I like I thought, you know, I thought they would be better. I mean, I didn't think they'd be worse on offense, certainly. I thought they'd be better on offense than they were. Uh obviously they weren't. Part of why I like the Rams this week, because they are um they, you saw their defense. They just do, and they're well coached on defense. Mm-hmm. They do a lot of different things. I think for a young quarterback making his first start without great talent around him on, you know, on offense, I think he's going to be a little overwhelmed this week. Yeah. So, okay. I dig, I dig, I dig, Gabe, I dig. My last pick, I'm an overs guy. I love the over. Ooh. Cleveland, the Vegas Raiders, over 52 and a half. I think Baker without OBJ for the duration of the time, I think he'll be a okay because one, he doesn't have to focus or hear the media. Oh, throw the ball to OBJ, throw the ball to why doesn't OBJ get the ball all the time? He still got Juice Landry, he still got Higgins, he still has a good running back in Kareem Hunt, he still has um, a tight end. Well, if he's not injured, I don't think he is Austin Hooper. He still has uh, uh, got Njoku, the other Njoku too, and Joko. So I think that team and Vegas, you're in Vegas. Wait, no, this game in Cleveland. Is this game in this Cleveland? This game is in, uh, is in Cleveland, yes. It's in Cleveland. Yeah, at home. Vegas Raiders, too. They they got some pieces over there as well. Derek Carr, uh, Josh Jacobs. 
they got some sound receivers. They don't have like I mean Nelson Aguilar, but you know, and, and Henry Ruggs when he's healthy, uh, I think they'll put up a lot of points in this game. I think it'll be a battle. I think it'll be a little shootout, a little shootout. Baker yeah. is still feeling that high rush from that Cincinnati Bengals game. So over fifty-two and a half. I like that because um, the Raiders, like I said, they're terrible defensively, but they can offensively they're solid. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got you know Josh Jacobs is a good running back. Derek Carr's played better this year. They do have. Ruggs is a legitimate receiver. Darren Waller's a matchup problem at tight end. Not like the Cleveland defense, all that good either. I like the over here, fifty-two and a half. I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm, I hate. I hate betting the under because then you're rooting for punts. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst. I think like if you have like the Bills and Jets, that can work. Like last week, you could have bet at the under on that game because I mean how bad the damn Jets are, but their defense is okay. For yeah. it's okay. It's okay, but. I get what you're saying. Yeah, but, I, I hate bet. It's like, man, I used to do it in basketball. I'd bet the under sometimes, and I'm sitting there rooting for missed shots. <laughs> I'm an overs guy when it comes to the NBA. Yeah, you, it, you don't want to bet the under. You don't want to bet the under. So Cleveland, Vegas, over 52 and a half. I like it. I might have to parlay that with my Cleveland minus two and a half. Mm. My, I, might, I might do that come Sunday. So just in case if you're not tuning in to the podcast, or our live right here on uh, Periscope, a.k.a. Twitter. Gage's picks were Cleveland two and a half versus the Las Vegas Raiders, and that's a lock of the week for Gabe. Uh, Indianapolis Colts minus three at Detroit. He loves the L.A. Rams minus three and a half at Miami. And for myself, my lock, my first lock is Tennessee minus six versus Cincinnati. Second, Detroit plus three against the Colts. And Cleveland in the Vegas Raiders for my last pick of the week is the over 52 and a half. Yeah, man. I, we're, we'll find out that the trust. One yeah, of us right. is going to be 3 and 0, oh, and that's going to be me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> one of us is going to be 3 and 0. Oh. All right, let's move on. Over or under, Rob? We'll start with you this time. LA Rams, Miami Dolphins. The number is 46. Over or under? You mentioned that Tua will be overwhelmed. So I'm going to say under. I see this game like a 23 to 10 type of score, L.A. Rams. I think that defense led by Aaron Donald will show to a tongue of a lower. This is the NFL. This isn't Alabama. Like you said, Tua was a great quarterback coming out of college. I think he was, I mean, yeah, he was the best, actually. He's the best college quarterback coming out of in his class. I think that speed of that defense, that aggression in the secondary led by Jalen Ramsey, and for LA Rams, I think that would be all over Miami. I think it's a it's kind of an overpowering matchup. And I'm gonna salute Miami because they're winning games. They're not tanking, they're winning games. Yeah, well, why do you tank when the Texans you have the Texans first round pick? Why do you need to tank when you already got a top five pick? Um <laughs> I hate I hate to say it, but I'm with you. I have the under here as well. Like I said in my pick, I thought to I think Tua will be overwhelmed. I think the Rams offense gets more publicity for being good than them actually being good. I, I I like golf more than most people, but he's not a dynamic playmaker with his feet. Obviously uh, the running backs, it's, they don't have a really good running back. I mean, Henderson's played fine this year, but he's not a high level guy. Neither is Malcolm Brown. I was hoping to see more cam Akers at this point, but he's been hurt. Um, I'm kind of with you. I was thinking like 27 to six, 23, 10, you know, that's, that range is about where I see the score being. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, Tua is going to be overwhelmed, I think, in his first game. And I think that combined with 
I mean, the receivers he had in college, the old position guys he had in college are better than what he's going to have on Sunday with Miami. <laughs> um, true statement. Yeah. So um, I'm going to go the under here as well, under 46 um, in the L.A. Rams-Miami Dolphins game on Sunday. Next up, Minnesota Vikings hosting the Green Bay Packers over under 52 – or no, the Packers hosting the Vikings. My apologies. Over under 52 and a half. Over. Over. Uh, Kirk Cousins, how bad – he's been – He's been bad and he's been good. He's been bad and he's been good. Um, he's found um, that Adam Thielen is not the only wide receiver on the team. You got Jefferson from LSU. He's been balling. I think uh, that offense, Dalvin Cook, he's a game decision. or He's still uncertain if he's going to play. But I still love the Vikings and Packers. I still love the over. Green Bay Green Bay is a animal. Seen that, seen that game against the Texans, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, it's the Texans secondary, but he, he was picking them apart, like just picking them apart. Jamal Williams back in the backfield. Cannot forget about Aaron Jones back there still doing his thing. And I think the Packers are still looking for another wide out than Devontae Adams as well. And he had a great game against the Texans, over 200 yards. But I think they're probably having their eyesight. I've heard a little, a little birdie told me, a little birdie told me. Will Fuller is on their radar. Uh, so that could be a good a great, great secondary option, uh, second uh, wideout for the Packers if he stays healthy, of course. But I, I believe this game will be over. These two score a lot of points when they match up. I think the over has hit the last three matchups these two teams have had. So I love that. Uh, I love the over. Will Fuller makes a lot of sense for the Packers. I'd like that if that happened for them. Um, I'm with you once again. I hate to agree with you, but I'm gonna go with the. Uh, I'm gonna go with the over here as well. I mean, I don't think Aaron Rodgers has dom the last two years. He just dominated Mike Zimmer. Mm -hmm. I mean, he he's dominated Mike Zimmer and the Minnesota Vikings. And this year, the Vikings they lost a lot of pieces on defense from last year's team. A lot of young guys in there. And Green Bay offense take out the Tampa Bay game. They're humming right now. They're going. Um, and I think Minnesota's offense is better than we think. I mean, Kirk Cousins obviously is on a superstar quarterback, but he's capable. If nothing else, he's capable. You know, he can throw the ball. He can get the ball there. Um, Justin Jefferson, like you said, from LSU, I thought he should have been a higher draft pick than he was. Vikings are a steal in him, mm -hmm. uh, replacing Stefan Diggs. Um, I actually listened to a couple of NFL scouts that I know. One of them said he thought Jefferson would have better numbers this year than Stefan Diggs did last year in Minnesota. And that's, you know, he, yeah. he looks pretty smart right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, he, lo he looks pretty smart for saying that it's like those scouts know what they're doing, man. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have the job for a reason, Gabe. Yeah, it's like it's like they know what they're doing. Uh, but with him and Thielen, that's a good combination. If Dalvin Cook plays, uh, you might want to get the snap because Cook plays. I imagine it's going up by a couple of points here. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe going to fifty-four and a half. Um, but I, even without Dalvin Cook, I like the over here. Madison has shown he's a capable running back for Minnesota when he's in there. And I think the Packers. I mean, I think they're good for at least you know 30, 35 points in this game. Oh, uh, I don't think Minnesota's really slowing them down. Even if the Packers don't have Aaron Jones, um, they're going to be able to run the ball regardless. the The Vikings just traded Unique and Gakwe, and they already lost Neil Hunter before the season started, so they're really weak on the edge. And the Packers love that outside zone running game. Um, I think the Packers go up and down the field, and Minnesota has enough talent on offense to put up some points. Love the over here, fifty two and a half. Last game for over and under UCF versus the University of Houston Cougars. The H over H-Town. Got the little over and under. 
82 and a half points. Over. Yeah, oh, yeah. Over. Take Man, it away, UCF is putting – how many points is UCF putting up a game right now? Good Lord. I just averaged it out. I think it's 40. It might be more. I think it's more like man, I, I feel like every time I turn I see UCF on the ticker, it's like 60 points they got or something like that. I mean, UCF is putting up a lot of points. I mean, UCF, I mean, we look at their games this year, uh 62, 49, 51. They had 126 game. That brought their average down. 49, 51. I mean, they're good. And Houston, it's not like Houston's defense is all that good. Let's be honest here. I think UCF is good for 50 points in this game. And I think U of H can put up 30. I mean, UCF's defense ain't all that. I mean, that's for sure. <laughs> like UCF can really defend anybody. Um, I'm gonna go with uh I'm gonna go with the over here, 82 and a half. College football, as high paced as it is, as much as UCF likes to go up and down the field, gonna go with uh gonna go with the over here, 82 and a half. Big, big, big over for this game. Uh UH averages the three games they played. Um <laughs> They've averaged 37 points. UCF has averaged, like we said, more than 40. Um, the fast pace, both teams are trying to get up and down the field very, very quickly. And I believe that's what's going to happen in this game. Dylan Garrett, wait, that's his name. Let me say it. I don't mean to mess up your name. I know I said it right. Dylan Gabriel, excuse me, Dylan. But he's been incredible. I remember he took uh he took Brandon Wimbush spot from Notre Dame. <laughs> he transferred over there and thought he was going to start. That young freshman from last year came in the game and just never lost his spot. And that's what's going to happen. UH defense is horrible. UCF, on the other hand, their defense is horrible. Who can get the 50 the fastest? Yeah, this might this game is probably going to have 90, potentially 100 points in it. Oh, yeah, um, I mean, there's a reason why this, it's an 82 and a half right here. Um, there's a reason why this is 82 and a half. And when defenses are really bad, too, where they go in for the turnovers, watch. I kind of like a defensive touchdown in this game. I'm going to see if there's a prop for that defensive touchdown being scored. Watch for a defensive touchdown. I kind of like that here in this game. Uh, wouldn't be surprised if we get to that point. Everyone loves defensive touchdowns. But now, with that being said, we're going to move on to college football. The Big Ten is back. The Pac-12, I think, comes back next week. Mm-hmm. But the Big Ten was back last week. And Ohio State, as they do, dominated Big Ten competition and what was it? A forty-point win over Nebraska. Yep, thirty-five points. So a lot of points in that win over Nebraska. They won by a lot. <laughs> yeah, they 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 won by a lot at Nebraska, uh, Penn State. I don't know what happened. They were losing badly to Indiana. They came back to beat Indiana. Went to overtime. And Indiana did a two-point conversion. So that allegedly worked. Yeah, that usually works to to get the game. But Alleged, uh, allegedly, I'm not <laughs> sure. I, but, uh, I don't about that one. Yeah, yeah, Penn State, I don't know what happened to them. They they look good. Um, you know, I, I was surprised they came back, but uh, I don't know what happened in that game. I think they just got ahead of themselves. Maybe a little look ahead to Ohio State this week. Maybe that's the game they've really been uh, preparing for and mental you know, lapse. Against- you already, yeah, you already know. Excuse me, excuse me. You already know. That's what they were looking forward to. They were trying to get to that, that game. It's not going to be the same. It's not going to be a stack full of white around. Like, it's not going to be full to capacity. I hope not. All this COVID going on in college football. Uh, Michigan, I don't know. Hey, Harbaugh, man. We might have to take Michigan seriously this year. And I love Jim Harbaugh. But ever since 
ever since the year where they should have beaten Ohio State, but there was a lot of questionable calls, I think that was 2017. Ever since that year, you really just can't take Michigan seriously. Nah. Um, you haven't been able to do it. This year, it looks like their offense is now in the 21st century. Um, and they've always had defensive talent. Mm-hmm. They've, they've always had a talent defensively. They've been putting guys in the NFL, but they've been underperforming. Maybe this is – maybe we take – because Minnesota is, like, actually a pretty darn good team. Like, yeah. this is not – like, Minnesota's not a scrub team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, they were – I mean, last year, they were a win away from the Big Ten championship game. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a re- this is a good football team. Um, maybe we take Michigan seriously this year. I don't know. I'll have to watch them. Saturday was moving day for me, so I wasn't just parked in front of a TV on Saturday. Uh, I will be this Saturday, so I'll definitely get a better look at the Big Ten in college football. Um, but I'm curious. But from what I've from what I saw from Michigan and from what I've heard with Michigan, it seems like maybe this is the year to take them seriously. Yeah, yeah, but hey, it's, it's a shortened season, but we got to see just one game. But 49 points on the road against a Minnesota team that. Showed a lot of promise last year. Yeah, that's that's a some that's a sight to see right there. Um, just two quick storylines. Alabama continues to show dominance in the SEC. And roll tide, roll. Roll tide is gonna roll. Uh, dominance in the SEC in college football. Period. Um, that offense is top tier. Mac, little Mac Jones. Yeah, watch out, Jalen Waddle out for the year after the Tennessee game. I thought he was the best receiver in the country this year. Uh, I hope he still goes in the top 15 because that's where he was going to be going before this injury. Uh, I'm sure he's going to declare for the draft here pretty soon. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, Alabama always has multiple NFL receivers, but I thought Waddle really was the best receiver in America. So we'll see how much that hurts him going forward. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, tough, tough loss. Ankle surgery went successful. Uh, Notre Dame and Clemson are still undefeated in the ACC. Man, the ACC doesn't – they don't do it for me. They don't – I mean, outside – I mean, Nord, we'll see with Notre Dame. I can't – they never have speed. I can't really ever buy into them. Uh, Clemson, I remember one of my biggest bets of the year was Clemson over Miami and the points in that game a few weeks ago because Miami was getting a lot of hype because, you know, every time Miami's good, same thing with Texas, same thing with USC, whenever they're good, it's, oh, they're back, they're back, they're back. Mm-hmm. I was never all that impressed with Miami. Uh, Clemson, you know, put it to them. Uh, just like Clemson puts it to everybody in the ACC, they're not going to get tested. I, I don't even—I don't even think Notre Dame can really test them. I think we won't see Clemson really get tested until the college football playoff when they meet either Ohio State or Alabama. Well, they kind of got tested against Syracuse. Well, I mean, you were moving, but Syracuse had a stretch. They came back. It was twenty-seven, twenty-one. But uh, I mean, Clemson never looked back. Yeah, no, I mean Clemson. They. I, I, I'm I impressed with Dabo for, like, not getting upset. You know what I mean? Like, because the team, like, if you're Clemson, you got to watch the ACC teams, and your defensive linemen are watching the film, and they see the receivers, and it's like, we're faster than their receivers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I want to see them play North Carolina. I, I like Sam Howell, mm-hmm. but I don't – North Carolina is not going to be able to defend them. I mean, they beat. They are look at look at Gabe. They almost beat them in North Carolina a year North, ago. A year ago, thanks to Mac Brown trying to be aggressive with a two point conversion. It's I, happen. I, so I, we're probably on opposite sides of that. But Clemson <laughs> this weekend, a thirty one point favorite against Boston College. Um, 
I might have to take Clemson in that. I might have to. I'm, I'm, that's not one of my picks, so I might have to go and do that on my own. <laughs> speaking, uh, speaking of college football picks, uh, we got some little picks of the week. Uh, guess, I guess we could start with mine. Um, Coastal Carolina. <laughs> Coastal, Coastal Carolina. Number 20, Coastal Carolina, minus two and a half against Georgia State. Coastal Carolina has played some incredible football. I have watched some games with this team. They never give up. They almost lost against Arkansas State. But what did they keep doing? Fighting, 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 and game-winning field goal. Great defensive uh, game last week against Georgia Southern. Um, it's going to be a tough matchup for them on the road, though, against Georgia State in Atlanta. I think they could pull it off, stay undefeated, keep moving up for them small groups of fives. I think they can get a Shout out to the Sun Belt. The Sun Belt has been um, – Texas State is not good, but they have been competitive. <laughs> I don't yeah, think Texas competitive. State's ever been good at football. Um, <laughs> not going to lie. I don't know a ton about Sunbelt football, but I'll go with what I do know about the SEC because that is what I watch. Love Auburn with the points plus three against LSU this weekend. Now, these are the two most disappointing teams in college football. Yeah. Someone here called it. That would be me. Uh, I – I didn't think Auburn would be very good this year. I thought Bo Nix is a very overhyped quarterback, and they lost two NFL defensive linemen. That always hurts. Um, and you're seeing that this year. Auburn's not as good as they were a year ago. LSU, with everything they lost, I thought their biggest loss of the season was not in the NFL draft. It was when Joe Brady went to the Carolina Panthers. Um, and then Dave Aranda, of course, our defensive coordinator, went to Baylor. Uh, their defense looks terrible. Their offense is – I mean, they're fine. They look, they look okay, but I don't think they're anything special. Love Auburn with the points here. I don't think LSU can really defend anybody, and Auburn runs, of course, that weird gadgety offense that they run. You know, they do they do a lot of stuff with it. I don't think LSU can defend anybody. I think Auburn's going to put up a lot of points here. Mm -hmm. um, and I think LSU, they looked good last week against South Carolina. I mean, they put up 50 against South Carolina. Is South Carolina any good? Probably not. Um, they put up a lot of points at Mississippi State. Now we see Mississippi State. Turns out they're not very good. Um, love Auburn with the points here. I think LSU – I don't understand why LSU is favored here. Um, outside of the game in South Carolina, they've done nothing to show they should be favored over anybody. I mean, they lost to Missouri. Yeah. I mean, Missouri's bad. They lost to Missouri. Um, I think Auburn has more – especially on offense, more experience, more continuity on that side of the ball. That combined with the scheme that they run, I don't think LSU is ever going to really get a stop. I think Auburn will – I mean, LSU doesn't know what they're doing at quarterback this week. Are they going to start Miles Brennan again? Is it going to be TJ Finley? I Brennan's, Brennan's better, but it looks like it's going to be Finley. Brennan's not even practicing yet. Love Auburn and the points here at home against the LSU Tigers. Yeah, I like that pick. And it's a harp on that. LSU, nobody expected them to repeat what they did last year. No, Nobody even had a thought. I mean, Jamar Chase opted out due to COVID. Like, so, like, it, it no, nobody expected LSU to be – to that point where they were last season. So to come in this season, lose the first game against uh, Mike Leach, Mississippi State, and everybody like, oh, Mississippi State, that offense, Mike Leach. But as we've seen, KJ Costello is not that guy. He got benched. He got benched against Texas A&M. So he, he came from Stafford, Stanford people, Stanford. Like, they are not known for throwing the ball over the field. No. They're playing for good defensive smart guys. That's what they got. <laughs> after Andrew Luck, Gabe. After Andrew Luck, they they not know. Hey, they, they got Christian McCaffrey too. Well, yeah, good runner. He he ain't playing the Sun Bowl. That was fun. I, that was I remember that he opted out the Sun Bowl game. Yeah, to take this off. 
But uh, but KJ Costello's not the guy. But back to my point about LSU, no, I don't think they're they give him about two more years for them to get back up to where they were. Um, they had a great great run, great run, shook, but it's the run is over. So I'm agree with you. I, I think Auburn pulls that out. Bo Nix, Bo Nix just has to game manage the game and and play. Uh, and the defense for Auburn has to play great as well. And I think they will. I, I mean, think. I don't think Bo Nix has to do too much in this game. I think because he, uh-huh. he's a runner, run the football, play in that offense, that gimmicky offense, a lot of quarterback run and easy throws. They do have a, some talented receivers. Seth Williams, I think, is an NFL guy on the outside. Um, and I just don't think LSU is that good this year. I mean, with all the opt-outs they had, with all the losses they had, with all the coaching staff turnover that they had, um, I don't think LSU is a very good team. Uh, I like – and even though Auburn has been disappointing, they shouldn't have won last week against Ole Miss um, like Auburn. And in, in the NFL, home field doesn't matter with the fans. In college football, I'm seeing that it still does. Um, yeah. just by the way teams are playing, home field still does matter in college football. Um, Auburn is at home this week. I love them getting three points against LSU. Um, my last one for college football picks of the week. Number 15, North Carolina. Minus six and a half versus Virginia. Virginia is a great defensive team. They only held Miami, the U, to only 19 points last uh, last week, last Saturday. Uh, they're a great defensive team. They're not going to blow you out with the offensive side. So mm-hmm. that's why I'm going with North Carolina here. Because Sam Howell, I, I don't know. Nah, he's been a little risky on the road. But once he calms down and let the game come to him, and once that defense comes together, he has two great running backs in behind him. I don't. They should. They they're probably the best tandem in football right now, Carter and Williams. So understand this: if they run the ball well, Sam Howell throws the passes that he needs to make the passes. I'm pretty sure he's going to throw three touchdowns against this Virginia defense. I just said they were good. I know I, I know I contradicted myself. But I don't think Virginia has the offense to keep up with North Carolina. So that's why I'm going to say it's going to be like at least a 35 to 21, if that, victory for North Carolina because I don't think Virginia has that offense to keep up with North Carolina. Yeah, I'm with you here. I love um, – especially getting less than a touchdown. I uh, love North Carolina. I've watched a lot of their games this year because I think Sam Howell will be the number one pick two years from now in the NFL. Um, and that offense, you mentioned the running backs. Also, Brown, Diamante Brown, is that his mm-hmm. name? The outside receiver. I know his last name's Brown. He's one of the better big play threats in America. Um, I don't think – in Virginia, they're not all that talented. I think North Carolina is a lot more talented than they are. Getting less than a touchdown here. Also, little Sam Houston connection, Phil Longo, former Sam Houston State offensive coordinator, now the OC out at North Carolina. So, Shout out to a fellow Bearcat, uh, former Bearcat. <laughs> um, but I like I'm with you, North Carolina getting you know minus six and a half. They're going to put up points, uh, and I don't think Virginia's going to keep up with them. Not like Virginia's going to score a lot. It's hard for me to see anyone holding North Carolina under thirty points. Um, so I'm a I'm a I'm a I like that North Carolina minus six and a half. My final college football pick of the week: the Aggies, the Texas A&M, minus twelve and a half, the number eight team in the country. Minus 12 and a half against Arkansas since the Alabama game. AM's look solid. Yeah. They beat, they beat Florida. They should have beaten Mississippi State by more, but they won by two touchdowns. Arkansas is. Arkansas is not. They've won. Sam Pittman is doing a better job than anyone could have imagined. Mm-hmm. But Felipe Franks is not the answer at QB. Rakeem Boyd, he's an awesome story because he's last chance to you, and he's from Stratford High School. 
which mm-hmm. is right across the street from where I used to live in Houston. Yeah. Right, right across the street from where I used to live. But this Arkansas team is not they're they're not a very talented team. What we're starting to see from AM is that they are very talented. While I don't think Kellen Mond is all that good of a quarterback, the running back, uh Spiller, mm-hmm. he's he's really, really good running back. They have really good receivers, defense filled with NFL guys. Aggies less than two touchdowns here. Love it. Minus 12 and a half against Arkansas. I, I don't think Arkansas can really keep up with the better teams. And I mean, look, they beat Auburn or they almost beat Auburn. Awesome. But we found out Auburn's not as good as previously thought. They beat Ole Miss the week after Ole Miss had, you know, that they held Alabama pretty close. Mm-hmm. I mean, but that, you know, let down for Ole Miss in that game. I don't really buy into Arkansas. I think they're going to come back to closer to what they were the last couple of years. Less than two. I think AM wins easily by, you know, 21 points here. Love getting 12 and a half here. I'll take the Aggies. Yeah, that, that defense, you mentioned that defense from the Aggies. I watched that game uh, against Mississippi State, and I mean, goodness gracious. They got the KJ Costello. They picked them off many times. They stopped the run, uh, led by Buddy Johnson. Like that, that defense from the Aggies is, is serious business and the big I mean, victory. Jimbo's over, recruiting over there. Yeah, he, he got the resources. He has the resources. And you live in Texas. Football is Texas. <laughs> yeah, I mean the Aggies—they got all that oil money over there. But Jimbo, like, and Jimbo is—I mean, a Florida State. What were his Florida State teams? Just filled with NFL guys. Mm-hmm. Now, two two full recruiting classes in, you're starting to see NFL players on that team. Spiller's a sophomore, or you know, he was on Jimbo's first full recruiting class. You're seeing the receivers. They got really, really good receivers. A tight end, Weinemeyer. He's a sophomore. He looks like he's going to play in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And you look at the Aggie defensive line. They're big. They're strong. They're fast. Yeah. I mean, and even in the secondary, they got one of the top corners in the country last year. He's now dressing up for Texas a and He's playing. He's starting out there. So they have NFL guys. It's what Jimbo did at Florida State, it was going to take a while because some in the last few years, his recruiting slipped. But mm-hmm. now you're seeing NFL players starting to play at A&M again. And take the Alabama game. I mean, the first two weeks, they didn't look good against Alabama and Vanderbilt. Now they're starting to pick it up. And they're off a bye. I think the Aggies are going to play really, really well here against Arkansas. Yeah, they're going to dominate. So once again, our college football picks for the Gambling Shack. Myself beats Bobby Beats. Uh, number twenty, Coastal Carolina minus two and a half versus Georgia State. Number fifteen, North Carolina minus six and a half versus Virginia. And for my fellow guy, my man Gabe, his picks: Auburn plus three versus LSU. And lastly, but not least, number eight, Texas A&M minus twelve and a half versus Arkansas. So, hey, lock them down, people. We out here for y'all. Lock them down, you know, and keep a lookout for the gambling shack. We're going to keep growing this and growing this and growing this. The debut was today. Uh, we're going to post this on iTunes. It's going to be on Apple. So everybody go back. If you missed out on it, come back to it. and be like, okay, what they say? What they say? Then go to your poll. If you're in a different city like New York, Atlantic City, you can put tickets. Get your tickets. Yeah, you, you, <laughs> you can put your ticket in if you look at this. You got to do it a different way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you got to go offshore on the website and get your picks, man. But this is the Gambling Shack. My name is Bobby Beats. Gabe Myers here with you. Let's make some money this week. Let's make some money, some moolah, some cold, hard cash right here in the Gambling Shack. And we're going to see y'all next week. Deuces. Deuces. <laughs>